216, a link to the past randomizer podcast. I am your host, Fear Agent, back with another excellent show. Today on the show, we've got Kingsden, a member of the league team JKLOL. Previously talked to Leoria and had Jesse on the show. And saving the best for last, we've got Kaysden on today. Had a great time just learning about Kaysden, hearing the story. You know, we've raced each other a couple of times here and there. And the real benefit of the show is that I get to learn and spend time uh, with everyone in the community. And I don't know, I just really enjoy it and really enjoy talking to Kaysden. I think you'll enjoy it too. I, I like to record these intros right before the episode comes out. So it's Sunday, uh, the 3rd of September. I find that it's always funny when you have a busy day, how much busier it can be. So I've spent the entire morning in the emergency room with my son. He was outside playing in the backyard with his friends, playing in the dirt. And as kids will do, they are throwing rocks and just horsing around. And he got his finger smashed and cut open by a brick. And so I spent the entire morning in the emergency room. Gosh, <laughs> the emergency room here is awful. We were there. His fingers just like pouring blood. And we were there for over an hour and 45 minutes in the waiting room of the emergency room. So they wouldn't even see him. He fractured the tip of his finger and the cut went from like his fingernail all the way to the back. It's pretty bad. So he's got to get stitches and uh, yeah, kids stuff, you know, kids messing around playing with rocks and stuff, but it's already a busy day. <laughs> Just adds to it. Got the 216 fantasy draft here in a little bit. And after that, we're going to be doing another draft here on 216. The last one was so much fun. We drafted the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, this time we're moving away from Zelda and we'll expand beyond just drafting series. But uh, we're going to draft the Super Mario Brothers series. So all of the mainline Super Mario Brothers games and we decided to throw in the RPG games. So Super Mario RPG and the and the paper games as well. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Just a busy day and then the stress of, you know, Seeing my son come in crying like like I've never seen him before and his finger just tore open just adds to to the stuff that's going on. It's just one of those days. There's rando stuff going on. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. League registration closed. I think they had the most teams sign up that they've ever had. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, other rando stuff we can get to next week. Uh, but today, let's focus on uh, our interview with uh, Kingston. So let's get to it. Here's Kingston. All right, Casey, I'm super excited to have you on the show, man. Uh, I think this completes the uh, the whole JKLOL team, which is pretty cool. Sorry, you were the yeah. last one. Of JKLOL. I mean, you know, so- someone has to be the last, right? <laughs> someone, yeah, exactly. Someone <laughs> does have to be the last. Yeah, I'm just super excited to talk to you. I know we've had a little bit of interactions. I know we've done some racing together and stuff in the past, but I don't really yeah. know your story. So uh, um, thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. So... As far as gaming goes, were you gaming as a kid? Yeah, I pretty much always have been. Really? Did you start with the Nintendo? With the original um, Nintendo? I did. Um, kind of funny story. Back in elementary school, I had a friend who I met. He's a he's Chinese. I'm English. He didn't speak much English at the time, um, but. It found out he had a Nintendo, except it was red. And oh. he had a cartridge with like 150 games on it. Oh, <laughs> it was wow. like a, one of the bootleg China cartridges on a Famicom. <laughs> That's awesome. So like we became friends real quick and we were just always playing 
That is uh, awesome. I think like the most memorable game I have from back then was we would play Bubble Bobble all the time. Oh yeah, such a good co-op. Contra, yeah, it's yeah. so much fun. I mean, Contra is a game that not many people have talked about, but as far as NES games go, was probably my most played NES game. I mean, once you put the code in and you got thirty lives, it's like. Mm-hmm. Let's go to yeah, town. Like you, you try playing the game as it's intended and you realize like just getting past the <laughs> yeah. first world is almost impossible. So it's you have so to do hard. the cheat code and then it's like, okay, this is free now. Yeah. And then it's just it's still hard though. I still had oh, a hard yeah. time as a kid, but yeah, like you can still lose with the 30 live code and it's like, can we just get infinite? <laughs> <But>. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so you had access to a lot of different games then with your friend, right? Yeah, I did. Um, I had that. Well, I got my NES. Oh, I don't even remember what year it was. Probably around eighty six, eighty seven, or something. It wasn't mm-hmm. immediately when the NES came out. It was a little bit into its life cycle. But I got that first game I ever got. When I don't know if you've ever even heard of it, Rygar. Oh yeah, I love Rygar. Yeah, it's it a great a, one. Such a good game. Yeah, <laughs> I remember another like, tough one. Breaking that game, like I don't think I ever beat it because yeah, the game is yeah, insanely same. difficult. But like yep. you get on the overworld overhead levels, mm-hmm. and you could just start glitching all over the map. It was so broken, <laughs> but you could just Such run everywhere and like, yeah. find stuff. And it was I have a lot of fond memories of that game. So do I. I think that was like the first game that sort of even more so than Zelda mm-hmm. gave me like a love for fantasy stuff. Yeah, because it's even more fantastical than the original Legend of Zelda. At least in my mind, it was. Maybe I'm, I'm yeah. wrong. But. I mean, it's it. It was weird because like when I got the NES, I got it for Christmas, and I was kind of expecting it's like, oh, I'm gonna have Mario and Duck Hunt and all the stuff that comes with it. And the set I got was just the control deck that didn't come with any games. Just came with the two controllers and the system. And then mm. the game I got was Rygar. It's like, I'd never heard of this as a kid and put <laughs> right. it in play. Like, oh, this is, this is cool. This is something I've never seen before. It's something I haven't even played, you know, even with yeah. that 201 cartridge I used to play at my friend's <laughs> house. It's like, I've never yeah. seen this. This is cool. Did, um, did you end up getting the original Zelda? Um, I did. I had Zelda. I did play. I think I rented Zelda 2 a little bit. And it's like, this is not the same game. (laughs) Right. And it's insanely difficult. But yeah, I did play the original Zelda. I remember, I think it's, I forget if you put in the name Zelda or the name Link and you get to start on the Master Quest immediately. Yeah, I think it's Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, you put Zelda as your name and then get to start on the Master Quest. And like, I don't think I ever beat the game as a kid. I still don't think I've ever actually beaten Zelda one now that I think mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah. I've played it. I've been in all the dungeons and like, I would get to the, the master sword, but I never finished the game. Cause it was pretty brutal. It was brutal, especially as a kid, man. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell me where to go and I still didn't mean I could do it. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I had the Nintendo power to yeah. read and look at the maps and like, okay, you go here, you go here this is how you get all the hearts and all the weapons as early as possible. And the game is still brutal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just hard. For sure. So what was your favorite uh, on the original nest? Do you, did you have a favorite that, that you could think of? Um, it's hard to say if I had to pick one, it probably would be Zelda. Mm. Like that's probably game that I remember spending the most time just replaying the beginning levels and restarting it. Mm-hmm. Um, that and like, 
Rygar obviously has memories because it was the first game the I first, ever got. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, like Zelda was kind of where where it was. Okay. Did you continue on with the Super Nintendo? I did. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, same thing. Like I was a little late to the party. I didn't get it right away. Um, my same friend, he got a Super Nintendo from Japan pretty much the day it launched in Japan and we're playing oh, Super wow. Mario World before it's even available in the US. That's awesome. And then I go home and like fire up Super Mario Brothers like I want to keep playing <laughs> but this is what I have and you start playing it's like this yeah. is not even remotely the same but yeah. I did eventually get one. Um, unfortunately I ended up getting it by trading in my NES so like mm. a lot of my old consoles and old games I don't have anymore, which kind of sucks. Like, I wish I would have kept them, but same time, like when you're a kid, you don't care. You right. just want to get the new, the new latest and greatest game and system right. and play something new. So yeah, you're not thinking long-term, you're not thinking about when no. you're older and, you know, it'd be cool to have that, you know, you're just thinking, I want the new thing. Yeah. I wanted to play Super Mario World and the new Zelda and like all the cool new games with the good graphics. I was like, I want sure. to do that. It's, they look fun. So what games were you playing? Was Link to the Past one of the big ones? Link to the Past, I very much remember fully 100%ing that game and finding 20 hearts. And I mm. remember thinking like, oh, I found the gold sword, thinking it's a secret, like it's not even, you're not even supposed to have it because <laughs> sure. the game would tell you, I think in the story, like how to get the silver arrows, but it doesn't tell you anything about upgrading the sword. You just mm. kind of have to be like, well, it upgraded my bow. What if I throw my sword in? What happens? Yeah. And you get the upgraded sword. It's like, oh, cool. It's like crazy powerful now. Yeah, for sure. Any other like wacky games or, or games that you were playing that? Um... Um, on SNES, I mostly played a lot of like the mainstream stuff. Nothing okay. too crazy. Um, that I did get into N64 after. Okay. Um, a lot of, um, well, even going back to SNES, Mario Kart was a big sure. one. Sure, yeah. That was one I spent a lot of time on just getting frustrated at friends in battle mode. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> like, I was pretty good at, like, the Grand Prix or the time trial stuff. Mm -hmm. I was never as good as my friends in battle mode, so I was like, mm -hmm. it was always... It was a, literally a battle. It's like, which mode are we going to play? Are we going to play the mode that, that I'm good at or the mode that you're good at? <laughs> it's like, one of us is going to win. It just depends on which mode we pick. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mario Kart's a great one for, for co-op, for sure. Yeah, Mario Kart and Mario Kart 64. Yep. Just upped it, get a big screen TV, four-player co-op in the same room. Hell yeah. GoldenEye, same thing. Yep. <laughs> run around like knives only <laughs> oh sure yeah that was fun yeah in some place big like the temple where it's just mm -hmm. like hard to get around and yeah i, I man it, so much time played remember, uh, like, the only gun you'd ever find was a clob it's like oh i don't <laughs> even know what this what <laughs> i've never even heard of this in real life it's just like yeah. it's just like we just made a really crappy gun that no one wants to use and we'll call mm -hmm. it a clob <laughs> yep were the games that you were playing and, and playing with friends, did, did that sort of hit that competitive itch as a kid? Or did you even have a competitive itch as a kid? Were you playing sports? Yeah, I mean, I, w I was never really into sports. I did have, like, that competitive itch. I don't know that I recognized it mm. to the same level I, you know, do now with 
rando. Sure. But like, I always wanted to do really well when I played games or like try and get as far as I could or break games open and mm-hmm. just do as much as I could with it. Um, but I, I don't know that I recognized it necessarily as just being straight up competitive because I, I was sure. never in football or anything. I was, I was actually um, usually always in band because I was avoiding PE class because I didn't <laughs> want to do it. Sure. So I would join marching band. But at the same time, like there is a level of competition in yeah. that too. It's just, yeah. it's a different kind. You know, it's not a physical thing as much, even though it is somewhat physically demanding being out there and marching in the sun but sure. i mean it's, I not, remember the, it's doing, not the same as football you know it's, not it's, the it's same, a different level it's different but it, i mean it's but the competition is still there exactly so. yeah yeah for sure and marching band i don't know what what instrument were you playing oh i played a little bit of everything i started out on clarinet um i changed over to sax which plays basically the same uh and then by high school i was playing trumpet oh, okay so I so nothing kind like, of a mix of a bunch of different stuff. I played baritone for a little bit, pretty much any brass or woodwind I've wow. played to some degree with exception of trombone. Cause I could never get slide the slide positions down. It just wasn't mm. happening. Sure. So, but nothing too heavy to carry for marching band. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes I did like, there was a time was, when I was playing a baritone and I was having to walk to and from school, which was like oh, three miles carrying that thing. And that thing's like 20 pounds, 20, yeah. 30 pounds. Like, I don't even know how heavy it was, but they were, it's a big case. Carrying that thing home was not fun. Yeah. But marching with the two is not the most comfortable. No, no, it's really not like, but the thing is, it doesn't really matter what you're playing. Like the uniforms are so heavy. Oh, right. And when you're here in Southern California and like, depending on what time of year it can get close to middle of summer and like it's hot when it's 90 mm. plus out there and you're wearing this multi-layer super heavy uniform like you're just standing there sweating all day sure so you did find a bit of competition as far as like where you were in the band uh, mm-hmm. with the school band okay yeah like we would go to like the different competitive events whether it was marching competitions or there were concert bands where we got graded and like to different schools in the districts would be it was some level of competition where you would get scored and find out where you placed among different schools within your district or your region so like mm. there was competition there i was we were never the greatest but it was yeah it was definitely a thing did that continue on past high school did you were mm-hmm. you i don't know in uh band or i don't even know what they if they call it band in college or not but no i i never did and never continued that in college okay um so i kind of picked that back the competitive side of stuff back up uh video game wise with rando really mm. um it was a few years before that i actually joined with some friends from wow we joined a tournament for heroes of the storm one year just like let's see what happens let's see if we can do anything and then i know we got swept in the first round <laughs> but <laughs> sure. we put on a reasonable show like it wasn't completely terrible but yeah we got we got we got beat pretty bad but that was probably <laughs> the first online competitive thing i did okay okay so you it sounds like you were a pretty big nintendo fanboy growing up mm-hmm. did that stay the same as the console wars began began to heat up a little bit between like it, uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation and stuff. I mean, it kind of did, but once PlayStation came out, like 
that kind of ended. Um, I never really went over to the Sega side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only Sega system I ever owned was a Dreamcast towards the end of its life. Oh, okay. Right after they were starting to cancel it, like you could go into Best Buy and get them for 20 bucks. Yeah. So you, you buy that for 20 bucks and then you get 20 bucks worth of blank CDs and <laughs> you just burn right. from all your friends. And <laughs> right. that's why the Dreamcast failed because you could just burn games with there was no copy protection at all on it. Oh, really? Pretty much. Oh, no, you, just, you didn't have to chip it or anything. You just put a burned disc in, turn it on, and it worked. There was wow. nothing to it. it was I totally crazy. forgot about that. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. So that's, I still think that's a large portion of why it failed because like people just weren't buying games. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because the games were good on the Dreamcast. Yeah. No, they had some really good games. A lot of the problem was like they had the, the 32X came out, then they had the, um, the Saturn, which mm-hmm. was kind of a flop. There was rumors of Neptune, whatever that was going to be, which never happened. And then by the time they came out with Dreamcast, it was just too little, too late yeah. at that point. Yeah. So I never really got into that. Um, I did do PlayStation. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, what drew you to I the PlayStation? Three sixty. Hmm? What drew you to the PlayStation? Was it Final Fantasy? Because I feel like that's kind of Final Fantasy was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. The big yeah, one. Yeah, that's it like I. Final Fantasy VI is probably my favorite game of all time. Oh. Like, it's just so well done. Um, Were you playing that one as a kid? Because that one... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I got that the first Christmas it was available as a Christmas present, and I turned it on, and I spent hundreds of hours in that game just getting everything and replaying it more than once. But that game was so good. It's still one of my favorites to this day. So going from six to seven was a pretty big leap as far as it was the the change and just everything felt like it was a completely different kind of series at that point. Yeah. Were you still drawn into what seven was offering? Yeah, no, I, I was, I really enjoyed it. Um, like I think at the time when it came out, like, for a while, it was kind of my favorite game because, you know, it was the newest, latest, and greatest. Sure. Mm-hmm. But then after that new shine wore off, like, the game does not hold up. If you go back and play the original Final Fantasy VII today, like, the rose-colored goggles of what that game looked like back mm-hmm. in the day was incredible. But you look at it today, and it's like, this doesn't look good like <laughs> sure. there's like seven polygons per character it's terrible <laughs> right. like the yeah. game is good the story is great the graphics are not good and sure. it's just it's kind of clunky did um, you play the remake i did yeah eventually it took me a little while the remake is great um i was a little hesitant on it because of the change to the combat system from the classic turn-based mm-hmm. kind of pushed me away but eventually when i gave it a try and pushed through it like it's really good i really enjoyed it cool and i'm looking forward to the next chapters um i've kind of accepted the differences in the story like i know they changed some stuff and there's kind of expecting that there's going to be even more changed in the the last two chapters Mm. but kind of wait and see i just kind of accepted like yeah this is all right sure and you still have the original right you can always go back Mm -hmm. to the original yeah exactly like the original is still there it's not going anywhere yeah. So, so you moved on to like PlayStation and Xbox. You said you got a 360. Yeah, I had a 360. Um, as probably the last PS2 and 360 were probably the last real consoles that I 
really got into very much. Okay. And they were PS2, I had a decent amount, but 360 was kind of limited. Mm-hmm. Um, Just because of the games or? somewhat the games but it was more by that time i was just going more towards the pc side of things uh, yeah and okay kind of joined in on that it's like it just there's so much more you can do with a pc sure i ended up just kind of switching over like i still play console games from time to time and there are some that i like but especially nowadays like most games that are out on xbox are also on a pc right and if you have a pc that can run them like why do you need an xbox i don't <laughs> Right. I don't see the point. Like right. PlayStation still has some exclusives or at least time exclusive stuff. Like mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 16 is only on PS5 right now. It'll come out on PC eventually, but it's going to be six to eight months. So. Right. Right. Where's Nintendo in all of this? Did you stop playing and keeping up with um, the Nintendo consoles? No, I have. I had a, a DS Lite. I had a 3DS. I have a Switch. Like I mm. still play them. Not like I used to largely because of time. Like once you have a full-time job and everything, it's a lot harder to have time for gaming. Totally. But yeah, I still, I do still have a switch. Um, I had a GameCube. Okay. Um, GameCube was fun. I have all of the Metroid primes from the Wii GameCube onto Wii. Oh, right. Those are, those are all, you know, great games. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, when do you start getting into uh, PC games and what what PC games were you playing? Uh, so PC was, I got into it in junior high. I always wanted a PC. My dad always said no because he knew the first thing I was going to do when we brought it home was install games on it. He's like, I'm not buying <laughs> you a $3,000 video game machine. Yeah. Eventually he caves and he's like, we're getting it, but this is only for school. You're not playing any games on it. I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I get it. I understand. And then the day we brought it home, I already had the discs for SimCity and awesome. loaded the, loaded that on the same night. And I told him, this is the only game I'm going to put on it, I promise. <laughs> that ended up to be completely a lie, but sure, like that also kind of kicked off to get me into my career. Like I work in IT now and that probably mm. would not have happened if I did not have that first PC and start tinkering with it and breaking it and fixing it and just mostly being self-taught on everything on the PC. I just kind of figured it out as I went along and I got in early enough that things were easy to learn. Sure. And then once you learn it, keeping up is a lot easier than jumping in from scratch right. when you're later on. Right. So the PC kind of grabbed a hold pretty early with that SimCity. You can also mm-hmm. even sell SimCity to your parents, I think, as like, oh, this is kind of like educational. Yeah, it's, right? it's educational. Like, I'm learning <laughs> city management and yeah. finance management. And it's like, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're not going to buy that at yeah. all. But yeah. he just kind of shakes his head and like, okay, I guess. And then, yeah, like later on, the amount of time, the amount of money I saved my parents on like computer repairs and building PCs mm. as I learned stuff, like more than paid for that first PC. So like it, it was became kind of funny later on in life. Sure. That's awesome. Uh, as you got older in, in like the college age years, were you, were you still playing a lot of PC stuff? Was there yeah. a multi MMO or anything that you were into? Yeah. Um, I have more hours in wow than I like to admit. <laughs> sure. I love, <laughs> I love hearing people's time with wow, because that's the same story oh God, for everyone. I wish if my total like days played, this is not hours. This is days when you do played in wow, it's gotta be over a thousand. Yeah. 
like <laughs> a thousand days of just sitting. That's like three years of playing WoW <laughs> over over fifteen spread out over fifteen years. And right. like, there's a lot of idle time while you're just logged in but not actually playing. But even still, like that's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And like if you add up the number on all your characters, it's like it's it's a scary scary number. But I I <laughs> played sure. that pretty much from when I was able to get into the beta initially before it launched oh wow up through legion i had a sub constantly and i was playing it to some degree of how serious i was for on and off for quite the entire time then after that it just kind of started fading and i finally got out of it after the latest couple expansions and i kind of don't miss it it's like i don't miss the wrangling herds of people to do raids and get everyone to get along, have their schedules line up. So, you know, it's just, it's a pain trying to Sure, read. yeah. It's fun though, right? Like there's, there was something to it. It's just, oh yeah. No, at some it was point a, it becomes. It, it, I, I don't regret the time I spent there. It was a ton of fun. Um, I did some mythic raiding in Legion. I think it was Legion, yeah. Because it was in the Nighthold was the instance with a mythic group which is the highest difficulty. And we did, I remember we did one of the bosses, like you're supposed to do it with three healers, two tanks and the rest DPS with 20 Mm. people. We're like, well, we're missing a healer tonight. So what if we just do two healers and then bring an extra DPS? And we did that and we still got it down. It's like, you're not supposed to be able to do that (laughs) (laughs) because this was still when it was really fresh content, but like everyone was so good. And then shortly after that, the guy who was the guild manor, the guild master left the game and the whole guild just fell apart after that. Mm. It's like once he was gone, he was the glue that was holding it together. So sure. Do you remember your introduction to speed running or even Twitch? Um, I I don't really remember my introduction to Twitch. I do very clearly remember my introduction to Rando. Um, and it's not the same story that most people have with Andy and Christos. Like I did Mm -hmm. watch them eventually, but first time I was doing it, I was watching my buddy who is a mod in my channel, Seawalker. I was watching him streaming and he was playing Zelda, except he had a Mario sprite. I was like, what the hell is this? And then (laughs) he's like, oh, this is rando. It's like, stuff can be anywhere. It's like, how is that even possible? What do you mean stuff can be anywhere? It's like, yeah, you just start the game and go open chests and you could find a hammer in Kakariko or you could find a glove in Link's house. It's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so I did that and I found it on on Reddit, started doing some of the weekly asyncs there. It was kind of where I got started learning how to play. Eventually, what years is? Uh, this has got to be around 2018. Okay. When I was first starting to like just casually play the game and learn the game and pick mm-hmm. up, pick up, um, Link to the Past because I hadn't played it since I was a kid at that point. But it's like, I don't remember, like the game wasn't that hard to play. It was pretty straightforward. Walk around and slash at things. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot harder to go fast while you're doing that, but the game right. itself is not as hard to play. Right. So, so, so were yeah. you watching Twitch already? I mean, occasionally I would watch here and there, nothing. Not a ton, but like I would watch just things here and there. Like if there's a game I wanted to kind of watch a preview of to see, is this something Mm. I want to buy? Like I would just 
trying to search the game rather than the streamer. Find someone that was playing it and look at it like, hey, is this interesting or not? And I go see. from there. But then so after, you weren't watching streamers basically at this point. No, not not really. But like after I saw the my friend Seawalker playing, I started looking up more rando stuff and I started I found speed gaming and then I was watching I forget what years it was. It was the two years back to back that Andy won the main tournament. Okay. I want to say it was twenty eighteen and maybe twenty nineteen or seventeen and eighteen. I remember he ran two years that he won back to back and then a third year he ran and finally like he didn't want to run that year or something but he wanted someone to be able to say that they beat him something to that effect mm. but uh so around after that second tournament that he won i started watching it more and be like playing it and like my first seeds were taking like three plus hours sometimes even four <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you watch them play. It's like, how do they do this in an hour and a half or less? This is insane. But <laughs> yeah, just kind of yeah. keep at it. And next thing you know, um, stumble across Kern doing office hours. And then Ladder started up around the same time. And he's, he's like, yeah, just submit a VOD for review and I'll, you know, tell you what you did right, what you did wrong, and how to improve. And I'd be like, well, okay, I'll run a ladder race, get my ass kicked, and then I'll submit it to him and see if that can help me get better. And I would do that a bunch. And like, if he didn't have someone already lined up, like, well, I'm just going to run one and submit it. Like, I don't want to monopolize his time. But if he was missing content, like, I would gladly give him a race to review. So, mm. all right. So I'm going to slow things down. Yeah, I'm going to slow it down a little bit because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interested in where you where you first started with. We, you know, watching your friend play and being like intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. You, your first, did he tell you to go to the Discord or did he tell you like about the website or I, did he, he just I, Google it? I want to say he just told me about the website. He's like, yeah, just go to lttpr.com and you can download it. And like, okay. I, already had a, I already had a collection of SNES ROMs. Sure. So, like, like just, hey, point to this. Like, all right, cool. So, so how, did, I was able how to did you get, get to Reddit? instead of discord because i feel like there's a, a mix of i people. was just more active on like when i would be browsing stuff on the internet i mm. just was more active in reddit like if i wanted to look up information about a game that's where i would go sure whether, whatever the game might be like reddit was that's just where i went like Got there's it. always going to be good information there so i don't know how much like you didn't realize at the time it's like there's not that much going on in the LTTPR Reddit compared right. to what goes on in Discord. Like it's it's night and day, but there's right. enough to get me into the game, get me hooked. And then eventually I would find the main Discord and be like, oh, there's a ton going on. Were and you then, were you doing like the async stuff? Were you asking questions? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like I would run it. I would sometimes watch a VOD from somebody who had a better run and see, try and see like what they did and just try and figure it out. But like mm-hmm. I was always stuck around just being a little over two hours was about the best I was able to get to on my own. Sure. Because there's not and, a lot of resources on Reddit, right? Like there's... There's not. Like you can people, ask questions. But- there's people there. You can ask questions. And like I still see it today. Like people will, that are playing super casual will be like, hey, I... I'm stuck. I think I have a broken seed. It's like, well, no, you you don't have a broken seed. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's not a thing. Like, unless you're doing uh, insanity entrance, there's about 0% chance that you have a broken seed. It's not possible. <laughs> you just, you're missing something. Sure. So, 
Okay, so how long are you doing the just the Reddit stuff and the stuff on your own before um, you get introduced to Discord and start getting more involved? Probably about a year and a half or so. I, okay. I think the way I stumbled into the Discord stuff was like Kern had posted about office hours on the Reddit. Oh, so okay. I started watching him there. Um, somehow that landed me in Kern's Discord. And then from there, you just start finding links. You find right. the main one. Um, and he had mentioned the mentor tournament. And I was like, wait, what do you mean mentor tournament? What is this? And so I started Googling that. And then I found out and that's how I got into the GMP Discord. It's like, if they ever do this again, because this was after the very first one. So it's like, there's no guarantee they're ever doing it again. Right. If they ever do this again, like, I'm going to submit and I'm going to join that and I'm going to try and get good at this game. And that's basically what happened as soon as it was available. So and I was you, just like, please yeah, you, don't disqualify me for having played too much because I had <laughs> ladder races already. Sure. So, yeah. So you joined the mentor tournament then, right? Mm-hmm. And is this the class? Is this the 40 bunks class that you're a part of? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It's me, Leo, Jesse, sort of. He didn't actually join the tournament, but he kind of got started in the community right. around the same time. Uh, Vortex. CJ. Or, CJ. I mean, CJ doesn't play anymore, but, you know, and you started the at the time. It was a CJ's whatever awesome fun server and then named it 40 bonks and you know i guess it just became the, the place history from there yeah. it just is the place that everyone from the 2020 year just kind of gathered because yeah that's where we had a home sure um and they, i give all the credit in the world to cj which i kind of hate to say in public but he <laughs> did a really good job sure. getting that community set up and started and letting it thrive so now it's kind of there's a place like we welcome anybody who wants to join. So sure. So this is 2020. Mm -hmm. We're we're all stuck at home. Uh so obviously more people are playing rando. You join the mentor mm -hmm. tournament. You start making friends. Tell me about that experience in the mentor tournament for you and and how quickly, you know, because I, I would say that from from the outside, the 40 bonks are really good friends with each other, like actual friends. Yeah. yeah more, like more we, so than we, the game, even I, I think part of that is just because of you know everybody working from home and not going out as much because of all the covid stuff like mm -hmm. we just interacted even though it was online like we were hanging out with each other right. every day pretty much like that's like no one there was nowhere to go nothing was open locally so just hanging out online and we just you know we talked to somebody that many days in a row for that long like you're bound to become friends <laughs> right and then she just just kind of grows from there. Sure. So tell me again about your, your time in the actual mentor tournament. Did you find yourself growing in, in yeah. your skill and who, who was mentoring yeah, you? I, Do you remember? I definitely did. Um, I had Gamachu, Shireen, Kern, CJ was for one of them. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else, or that might've been the whole list. I mean, Gamachu, Shireen, and Kern, that's a pretty good trio. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a, kind of a who's who of Rando back in the day. It's like, sure. I, I found the good name. The, the funny thing is like, when I first joined, like Shireen reached out to me and be like, Hey, I saw you joined. I just wanted to reach out, see if you needed anybody to mentor you. Like I didn't have a clue who Shireen was at the time. I had no idea. I was like, um, uh, yeah, sure. This is my schedule <laughs> and we'll talk. Yeah. Then yeah. I started talking and doing the races. I was like, 
yeah, you know, it's, you want to do good in a mentor tournament and get a Shireen route. Like that was fun. Like if he can, if you can survive and go where he tells you to go, you're going to do well. <laughs> yeah. But then when you get to the unmentored stuff, it's like now you got to remember like, what would he tell me to do right now? <laughs> and mm. kind of figure it out on your own. It's such a different world. Yeah, for sure. I bet he recognized your name from Reddit. Cause I know he could have. Sure. He does work there. Yeah. I know he lurks around there. I've seen him post occasionally. So he may have seen my name there before. That would be my guess. Um, so how'd you do in that tournament? Um, I was in the gold bracket. Um, nice. I only lost, I want to say three games. It might've been either two or three games. Um, and they were both to Floyd who mm. later turns out <laughs> right. got, got the old boot. So <laughs> right. I don't know what would have happened if he had been caught sooner. I don't know if he was cheating back then. I have no right. idea. That's I just kind of assume cheating, like right? even if he wasn't there, like I'm going to go, I'm going to run into Scoople and I'm not getting past Scoople. Mm. <laughs> Scoople is terrifying. He yeah. got good so fast. Yeah. Dude's really good. Like I, Pretty sure he was pretty much at sub ninety NMG level by the time we were in brackets there. If wow. not, if if not, he was really close. So like I was maybe putting out like one forty fives to one fifties mm. and thought that's pretty good for a newbie. Sure. So I mean it is pretty good for a newbie. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's not bad, but compared yeah. to someone who's doing sub ninety on the exact same content, like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you're saving twenty minutes over me just by moving better. That's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you compete with that? So did you find that it was a, a good place for you to learn? I know that's kind of a silly question, but yeah, um, it, did it really, the mentor tournament really did its job in, in one, introducing you to racing and then two, preparing you for what racing it, was like competitively? It did, it did a lot. And I, I, I think Jesse says it really well. It was like, it gets you prepared for racing, but it also just gets you introduced to the community and gets mm. you socializing with people and kind of gets you that group of people that you start talking to. Right. Um, but it, it's both. And like every year they improve that tournament so much. The first year I remember people were like, oh, I kind of went one and done because they just like went straight into brackets. And if you lost in the first round, well, thanks for coming. Right. Thank You're not really God. learning like, anything that way. You didn't way. really yeah. get much out of that. So yeah. they changed it up and made it Swiss into brackets for our year. But when it was my year, it was the first two rounds of brackets were still best of one. So mm. I lost that race and like, well, that's that. Like, I don't know that I would have lost two in a row if it was a best of three. I think I could have put up at least a three game series, but you know, we'll, we'll never know. I lost the first game. So that's the end of that. Yeah. So you're racing now. You've got a community with was it was it called Forty Box right away, or were you guys just hanging out in CJ's Discord? It was it was CJ's Discord. It was okay. some, somewhere in the middle of that 2020 class. We named it Forty Bonks. It, it happened see. pretty quick. So it, yeah. effectively, it's been Forty Bonks the entire time. Okay, like, like that was part of CJ's things. Like like he couldn't dash cancel to save his life. So he's like, yeah, we're just <laughs> uh, we'll start a league team. We'll call it Team Forty Bonks, and we always get Forty Bonks, and that's will be our thing. I'm like, okay. But it's like, well, how about making that just the server name? <laughs> it's like yeah. that was that was that worked out really well. Sure. So, so you talked about league. Uh, you guys mm -hmm. end up joining season three. It was you, Leoria, and Winfox for mm -hmm. a different team name, right? What was yeah? Your team that name? was under Please Clap. 
Okay, and the police clap name is based off of um, is it that Jeb actually, Bush. No, so that actually came from doing Jackbox. Oh, okay. we were doing oh, okay. Jackbox with Oro, I think, and some other people, and it was doing the robot rapping game, and I couldn't think of anything for one of the rounds, so I put autocomplete for the last line, and the last line was please clap. Please clap. <laughs> and it was so stupid. We just started laughing like, oh my God, that was amazing. And then we had already, me, Leo, and Winfox had already been talking about making a league team. So I DM'd them and I was like, hey, that's our team name. We're done. <laughs> just like that. And that's, it was like, nobody had a better idea. So I was like, yep, that, that'll work. So that's what yep. it was. That's how that got started. So uh, tell me about your first experience with the league. You guys start in the open. You go yeah. ten and four, make the playoffs. Had to be feel yeah, pretty good. No, about we your first we season, had right? a we had a good run. Like I couldn't really ask for more for the first time for a first time out. Like we did really well. Um, I think we were only a couple games away from getting invited in that first year. Like and if had that happened, like JKLOL may not exist. Right. If we had if we had made it to invitational the first year so it's hard to say mm-hmm. but yeah I, we were really happy with how we did yeah it looks like you went six and two um yeah just a really strong performance you guys come back for season four uh when fox goes to another team you guys bring mm-hmm. in uh jesse and mm-hmm. things kind of go pretty good yeah yeah we just kept like grinding and practicing and racing pretty much every single night with like one or two days a week that we would take off, but we would just constantly race. Um, we did well. Um, we were pretty well prepared that year. Um, I know the story's been told from Leo and Jesse when they were interviewed, but we pretty much ended up picking up SMZ3 during league season because mm-hmm. we had burned out on practicing so much. <laughs> and like we were tired and we felt like we were already prepared and like we would still play from time to time, but like SMZ3, you're also still playing Zelda. Yeah. So like we would do that. We'd learn the SM Hundo route to learn where all the items are in Super Metroid. And then, hey, now we can play SMZ3. Not well, like not <laughs> fast. We're not sure gonna be competitive in it because SM is a really hard game to go fast. Very hard. Yeah. It's it's another level on top of Zelda. So but it's fun and it is playable. So Man, it sounds like you guys had a blast that year. I mean, because we season did. three and four, I'm going to say no, two and three happened in the same season. Season four was in 2021, but mm-hmm. within that 18 months, 18 months, months uh, span of time, it felt like you guys were playing a lot of rando, really building some friendships, and even yeah. moving into stuff like SMZ three. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we were just playing a ton. Like it's it's just it's been good times the whole time through. Like it still is. Like we still mm-hmm. play a lot. So you guys only lose two games in the regular season of season four. Uh, mm-hmm. Going into to the season, did you guys think you might get called up to the Invitational? And were you okay, like, playing in the Open? So, like, we had talked about it, like, hey, if it happens, would we do it? Yeah. Like, and I, I'm not going to speak for my teammates, but, like, was I expecting it? No. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's, when I think the Invitational teams, like, I feel like I'm getting close, but, like, we at the time i didn't really feel like am i there yet i don't know that i am like i, I would say maybe i'm too hard on myself but i yeah. always felt like 
like I still have so much I need to learn before I'm going to be able to be competitive with that level of players. I want to say your team was definitely in consideration for Invitational for season four. Yeah, I, I feel like I heard rumors that we were in consideration, but like I don't, like I have no idea. Like, we were we cool playing in the it. open. Yeah, yeah. Like if if we got it, cool. But if we don't, we'll just go earn it. Like we'll yeah. do what we can, and we're going to try our best to get there, one way or another. And, and shit, in, I a, mean, in a way, I'd rather I'd rather yeah. earn my way there too, because then people can't say, "Oh, you just got a right. lucky call." It's like, no, we we went runner up in open league. Like we earned this. Yeah, we deserve I mean, to be here. That was a hell of a season. You guys only lost two games in in the regular season, and then you beat the Rando Babies. You beat Zelda and Chill. Mm-hmm. Looks like you went um, five games against Oops All Foxes, and you got the win there. And then you came up against uh, Bottles on Empty and took a loss. But once you got to the conference finals, you mm-hmm. knew that you were going in the Invitational the next season. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of like we still wanted to keep going. Like we're not right. just because we made it that far. Like we don't want to give up there. But right. once we made it, it's like there was a level of pressure that's removed. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. we, we met our goal. Now we're just let's see how much better we can do. And let's just have fun at this point. Yeah. What's cool about season five you get called up into the invitation. It looks like you guys made the playoffs as well. We did. Which is, I, I think that's super awesome. I think both you and Bottles on Empty had uh, gone from open to invitational mm-hmm. and then made the playoffs the and next year. Runs. Yeah. And like our attitude going into that season was just, we don't want to get relegated. Like mm-hmm. we don't want to be ping ponged back and forth between open and invitational. Yeah. And like, so you see all the names that are in Invitational. Like, I respect the crap out of everyone there. Like, they're all so good. And we know how, what we were in for. It's like, this is, this is different. Sure. And the division that you were in was interesting because of how I mean, close we were everything in, was. I weren't, if I remember right, weren't we in the division with the team that won the whole thing? <laughs> you definitely were. <laughs> like, you definitely it was, were. It was rough. Um, like yeah, they, you ended up losing two okay dudes in the yeah, first they, round. They, which they, they put a they put a whooping on us for sure. But like, I mean, they put a whoop on they're, everyone. They're, they're insanely <laughs> good players. Like, I, yeah. I don't feel bad about that at all. Right? You can't like if you're going to lose to anyone, lose to the champs, right? Exactly. And uh, yeah, so and like any, honestly, anybody in Invitational League, if we lose to them, like doesn't feel like it feels bad because you lost. But after like your initial reaction is over and you look at it, it's like, yeah, you know, they're, they're really good at the game. So it's, that could have easily gone either way. And right. they, they earned that win. So definitely, I mean, they, they went 12 and two in your division. And then if you look at the, the rest of the standings, WJPDTB went eight mm-hmm. and six, you guys went seven and seven beats from the East went seven and seven and B gone pop went seven and seven. So yeah, <laughs> a bit of parody. I mean, like, one team it, it was, a, it was so yeah it was a it was a rough rough division for sure and we basically got into playoffs by tiebreakers so that's awesome like, though we, I, we I won love the races the, we need to to get in yeah the the competition though right like it's not mm-hmm. it's not anyone that was blowing three of the four teams that made it were either tied or or game within uh within uh the the lead and then gosh even go was one game out with six and eight so it's like just a whole bunch of teams and just yeah. Who's, who's gonna win? That's 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 kind of fun. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what yeah, about there was so so many teams there that all came from either the 2020 right. tournament or just 40 bonks in general. Like there was mm-hmm. a lot of us in that in that division. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always better to play with and against your friends for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about like tournaments others outside of the league, one on one tournaments? How's your uh, performance been there in um, relative relative to how you your expectations? Mm-hmm. Usually they're pretty close to in line. I was disappointed this year that I didn't make main like, Mm. and I'm happy with the performance I put up in challenge cup. Like I I would have rather been in main, but like getting second place in challenge cup is like, there's tough runners in there too. Like I'm not the only one who didn't make it, who felt like they probably could have if they just do a little bit better on their asyncs. Sure. Um, So like, it's still, Getting that far, it's tough. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you hate Alex Jass now? <laughs> no. Because now that he, he played, you played him uh, in the finals of the Challenge Cup. I want to say you guys were playing. We just played in 80 Keys as yeah, well. That's right. Yeah, he, yeah. He had, um, game two of the Challenge Cup, I'm salty at myself. Um, oh, that was the one that against you, Alex Jass. Yeah. I just derped. I. Yep. I had him dead to rights in that race. I should have won that. There should have been a game three, but that was the game where you you were in Gannon and you I ran, ran out, of magic. out of magic. Yeah. yeah. And I thought I still had enough to get that last shot off. And you see the little bar of magic in there and you go to light the torch with the lamp. When does the lamp not work when you can see magic in the bar? <laughs> right. Yeah. And you just hear that did it like, oh no. Yeah. And like you you know who you're playing. You're you're you you can't do that. There's just no way. You you can't get away with that. So sure. Like you just you fall and you flute, you keep going and hoping for the best, but then yeah. you know the dot done came in. It's like, yep, that's not not surprised. I'm just forfeit right here. So sure. But you gotta yeah, be proud of the performance. I mean Second place is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, no, it's no, a lot to a, win. No, I don't care all. if it's main tournament, challenge cup, Kaz boots. I mean, all of these tournaments they're are insanely hard. difficult. They're <laughs> yeah. insanely difficult. Yeah. And like, there's there's a certain level of luck you have to have to be able to win a tournament. Sure. Like, there's an amount of skill you have to have to be good enough to capitalize on getting the luck. But at the end of the day, like, someone's going to go to the right places first. Mm-hmm. And if your skill levels are remotely close together, like the person who makes the correct choice is probably going to win more often than not. Right. Um, yeah. It's rare that you're both going to make the exact same choices unless that's all the seed lets you do. Sometimes that happens. And right. Then, then it becomes an execution race. But like, that's also part of the fun of rando is that anyone can win on any race. Definitely. Like if, if we just wanted the best person to win every time, like go race NMG, that's <laughs> right. a different world. Like then it's, Yes, there's a little bit of RNG with Aga, but for the most part, it's get good or you're going to lose. Right. There's no, you you can't like, well, there's no gamble to make. It's just like, well, I'm going to go to desert first. Like, no, no, you're not. (laughs) Right. So as far as like volunteering and doing things outside of just racing, have you been on the council? Have you applied for the council? Or, or um, what about I've, tournament man- management? Have you done any mods or, or admin stuff there as well? Um, I ran the the Lightspeed tournament. Right. I kind of ran that on a whim well, a couple of years ago, and I've been wanting to do another one. I just haven't had time because mm. of all the other tournaments and stuff I've been doing. It's hard to keep time to do that as well as do all of that, especially with 
you know, work picking back up. It's been tough, but I did that. I've been, I like the tournament. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Like it was, a. I, I, when I did the survey afterwards, I think the only negative comment I got from anybody afterwards was actually from you just saying like, everything was great, but I didn't care for the mode and maybe you might not run it again. And I don't know if that's changed between then and now, if I ran another one, but like, if that's the worst anybody had to say about it, like I'd say I, it was a pretty big success. Like everyone was happy with it. So it's like, if the mode's not for you, it's not for you. That's like, that's not not even a complaint against, yeah, the turn, that's not a complaint against the tournament. Like, (laughs) no, not at all. It's just like, (laughs) it's like, yeah, everything was great, but it just wasn't for me. It's like, all right, well, I, you know, Hey, you tried it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Like no one's going to force you to play. Yeah. It was a well small, it was like a small tournament. Well run. It was, I think the best part about that mode is that it's not long. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you get done pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, That and, and being async focused for the entire tournament. was like, that takes all the scheduling pressure out of it. Like I know some people decided to schedule and race life anyway, because it's fun and that's fine. But when you just plan to async everything for something that's not serious, it makes it so much easier to just be like, well, I'll just run it whenever, you know? Yeah. I can't believe I lost to GFE in that, in the finals there though, (laughs) because that dude complains about uh, luck too much. (laughs) He's always talking about how lucky I am. And then he got super lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. I um, mean, it's, it's, it's light speed. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, you yeah. make one play and like you're going to no, win. It's whatever. Yeah. I, I definitely had fun. What about the council? Did you, were you ever on the council? I was never on it. Um, I've applied more than once. Um, I just never got on and never going to now because the council <laughs> right. is no more. Right. Um, I did apply to admin for Tark. Mm-hmm. Um, if that doesn't go through, like I have no idea if it will or not. Um, if that doesn't happen, I'll probably try to apply to help out in whatever they end up setting up whenever admins are selected. Like mm-hmm. there's going to be other roles to apply for. Like I enjoy helping out and doing things as much as I can. Um, you were a mod I've, for the league, right? I was. Yeah. Um, I was a mod for the league last year. Um, I'm a mod for the Casual Boots tournament nice. last year and this year. Um, and I am a leader in main tournament for this last main tournament that just happened. And that's supposed to be on track to become a mod or an admin eventually in the future. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Can um, I ask you this? Because I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like the main tournament has like a million different roles. <laughs> like what's the difference between a, an admin and a leader and a mod and a mod leader. <laughs> and they're, they're, <laughs> honestly, I kind of agree. There are a lot of hats in that tournament, probably more than there need to be. Um, at the end of the day, admins are the ones that are in charge, right? They're the ones right. who have all the power and make all those big decisions. Um, leaders are, I guess you could kind of say super mods. Um, mm. Some of us, when we applied, we applied to be admins and they brought us on as leaders first to kind of see how things run, how things work, I get see. a feel for it. And then, you know, then when they are ready to add people, that's kind of the pool that's oh, going to be pulled okay. from for mods. And that's not the case for everyone. Some of the leaders are just like they are in the leader role, but they're really kind of 
like I think Pool Float is a good example. It's kind of like the lead of restreaming, right? That kind of thing. Um, and Reg is kind of the same situation. Um, I don't know that there needs to be quite that much hierarchy of admins than leaders than mods. <laughs> like it's it's a lot, but like it, it does work. And having that sense. many people does kind of reduce the workload too. Sure. So. And it makes sense when it's explained on what, what it is you do. Like mm-hmm. basically a leader is an admin apprentice, right? Like you're learning yeah. the, the ins and outs yeah. of what it takes to be an admin for. for yeah. The main and, and like you, you look, look at the names of the admins in the main tournament right now. Like there are a lot of them are names that have been around for a very long time. And some of them are just, they're ready to pass sure. it on to someone else. Like, and, and that's good. Like it need, you're not going to be doing this forever. Whoever yep. it is, like eventually you're going to move on. You also shouldn't and be doing it forever, honestly. No, like, no, you shouldn't. You need flesh, fresh blood. You need people that are, are current, that are, you know, a part of if, the. If nothing else, to me, the most important thing for whether you're a leader or an admin in any tournament or community is you still need to be active in that community. Whether you're an active racer or you're just playing casually, like you still need to be around and active. Because sure. otherwise, how do you know what the community wants if you're not part, part of it? it? Totally. Like, you're just telling people to keep doing what you used to do back in the day. Like, things yep. change. Things need to adapt as new new stuff comes out. So, I mean, I think that's true in the situation that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it absolutely is. Uh, you know, the council's gone. We're just about to vote on, on who the new admins are to date the mm-hmm. episode. Um, and you know, you and I chatted a little bit for the, the admin application episode where it was a little more formal. Yeah. It was a little less, a little more structured than this is like talking about yourself, trying to sell yourself. That's (laughs) the word. Like I can talk about stuff I've done forever. That's fine. Trying to sell yourself on something is so hard. (laughs) It's It's such a difficult thing to do. So like, especially with it just coming, like you posted in 216, like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. like, uh, hey, that sounds like fun. I'll do it. And I DM you right away. And you're like, all <laughs> yeah. right, let's do it now. I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's like, shoot, I wasn't quite prepared, but you yeah, know, the JKLOL crew <laughs> had the least amount of time to prepare because, uh, Leora even helped me come up with this question. So mm-hmm. you had a little bit more time than, uh, than she did, but yeah, no, we were all on voice when you had posted that. Like, Hey, uh, fear just posted a thing. Like we need to probably ping him and be like, let's get in on this because we know we had all applied so yeah so outside of the you're trying to sell yourself what's your take on on all that's going to go going on with like the council and, and tark and all that and how do you see it going i i mean i think this is going just going to result in some needed change like things were getting kind of stale the way they were being run i think for the most part things were running well but we were kind of at a point where something was going to happen, whether it was what did or something else down the line, like it was eventually going to blow over. And I, I think like, I think it was on the round table. Like people have said, like council kind of has served its purpose already. We got our rule set. And I think the, the rule set needs to just be more a set of guidelines and let the tournament organizers kind of be the ones who take control of that power because at the mm-hmm. end of the day the only thing that has any kind of um what i'm looking for like the responsibility for their power or like 
if they make a choice that is bad for the community and bad for their tournament, their tournament turnout is going to go down. It's yeah. so like they have and they have a vested interest in getting that answer correct. So if we have a, a starting point of a base set of rules, it's like, hey, this is what we have. I think the one thing that a lot of people have agreed is just, you know, maybe add Specky Clip to it, making that legal, leave everything else as is. And if tournament organizers want to do something different and it's popular and it takes off, then just update that rule set. Yeah. Like, I don't think it necessarily needs to be, it, like, you could take a community poll to see what do people want. And if if it's overwhelming, like, I kind of had joked with Leo and Jesse a little bit about this, but, like, if it's overwhelming, you could call it the 69 rule. If 69% of the community <laughs> or like votes one way or another, like, there you go. Then that's the way it'll be as the default rule set. Yeah. But that doesn't stop anybody from running a tournament with different rules. Sure. And if enough people are doing that, then you just update that rule set to reflect yeah. what are most people doing. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, kind of my vision. A smart way of running. I mean, we just, we just sold it. Stop the yeah. votes, Kaysden's in. Um, I, think, <laughs> um, I think running it in a way, I, I feel like there's too many people trying to change or stop the wheel and change what Rando is. Yeah, and and it's it not gonna, need it's to. not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Like you could try, no. but it's not going to happen. The community polices itself already. I feel like there's a the council's gone and, and racing's still going on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's because, yeah. like you said, the tournaments really run things more than and, anything. And I, I do think also, like, and I think we touched on this before, like Tark can work with someone to set up like a cheating investigation yeah. squad. And I do think that needs to be independent from Tark. Sure. And I've heard a lot of people talk about it being anonymous, like not knowing who is actually on that. Um, I think a big part of that is like it should be its own secret discord. Like the admins of Tark should not have visibility into what cheating investigations are going on. That's mm. going to compromise it, you know? Sure. Like it should be a private effort, but at the same time, it's hard if it's too private. How That's, do you right. know that everything is be being done in good faith? Like you That's have to problem. get the right people that are trustworthy in there. It, it's, it's a tough question. So That's my problem with the idea. I've, I've seen this tossed around. Like the, the people that are cheating or investigating cheating need to be secret. Right. I couldn't disagree more. I want to know exactly who's investigating cheating. And I want to yeah. know, I want to know, I, I think there was a lack of transparency with, with some of the stuff that was going on in council. Yeah. And I feel so, like putting it on front street, not, not, not all investigations, but right. investigation conclusions should be more uh, public I know, more I, public, and we know who did it. <laughs> like, I, I, I think I mostly agree with that. There is a little bit of concern that I would have, like, if you reveal too much, you could tip off other people that are trying to cheat. Like, what are they looking for? Sure. And it gives people ideas how to avoid it, which you don't want to do. You don't want to make it any easier. You don't want to give people ideas. Hey, how can I cheat? Maybe I see a hole oh, in the process. You don't want to do that either. I think there's only a couple different ways of cheating. There's ROM inspection. There's screen sharing or, or you know, like uh, yeah, watching like other there, people's streams. ROM inspection, whether that exists or not, and to what degree, I have no right. idea. I'm sure it's out there, though. It's true. There's, there's stream sniping. People can stream, stream snipe, snipe, or you could have a friend that's right. running it side by side and so feeding those you are the, info. Like, like the those real, are the ways. So. Exactly. Those are the three ways. So saying that this X person was caught cheating for 
stream sniping or whatever. And we came to the conclusion without giving the specific details, I think is, is okay, but at least making public what they were doing and who was doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that yeah. and who, and I feel, I honestly want to know who investigated them because if it's like, um, I don't know if it's people that I don't trust. I don't know if I will. Yeah. And, and also like, is it people that like, you could be like, Hey, wait a minute. These people have a direct like conflict of interest yeah. where of course they're going to want to get someone removed. Totally. And I was like, I don't think people would act like, I, I want to think the best of the community and 99% sure. of people are, are doing things the right way. But like, but what if, you know, like, I don't, I don't even understand why people would cheat at this game. Like you're literally cheating at I a could. game that has no prize. Your prize is just one. I wish I could understand it. It's so stupid, but I just can't, I just don't understand it because it's so much. You just like, don't if get there's anything. money on the line. Okay. I yes. get it. Like there's money on the line. So SG. Okay. Sure. But beyond that, like, what are you gaining? Is it just to like inflate your ego? Like, I, I, I don't, don't know. Man. I don't get it. I don't, I really I don't, don't. get it. I don't either. All right, so where's your relationship right now with racing? Do you feel like you have a good relationship going forward with racing? Are you still racing a lot? Do you plan on entering I a do. lot of tournaments and stuff? Yeah, no, like I, I'm trying to lean more into my kind of self-imposed rule of staying in one tournament at a time, which I keep breaking. Sure. Um, <laughs> Because I was just in Challenge Cup, and then 80 Keys came up, so I was like, I had to join that. And then Cross Keys came up, and I'm like, well, I'm already in two. I'm going to take a pass on this one. Plus, I'm not good at Cross Keys, so yeah. <laughs> I managed to get out of that. Now that I'm out of both of those, I get a bit of a break. Um, probably the next tournament I'm going to be doing is League. I don't think there's anything between now and then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't have any plans on going anywhere. Maybe just start doing some ladder now that I'm not doing anything in particular. Sure. Yeah. I think you've shown that you're a really good quality runner and it would kind of stink to see you not play the game. Honestly, like yeah, I'm I mean, excited I, for JK LOL first season six. I think uh, you guys are going to have a, a really strong performance. In, yeah, uh, I, in I am too. Um, the, like the modes this year, I feel are a big improvement. Yeah. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people coming back that might have skipped out yep. last year. <laughs> yeah. I, agree. I, I do not envy the admins trying to figure out. Like, I think we found out last year there were eight teams that were invitational the year before that bailed. Yeah. And if those eight teams come back this year, what do you do with them? Mm, yeah. Because. I don't know that there's any existing teams that weren't relegated that aren't going to come back. You get four new teams from open that come up, like they're probably going right. to take the spot that they earned, I would think. And then what if you have eight other invitational quality teams coming back? What do you do? Like that? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be that many. Open I, league could be terrifying or do you, like, do you expand invitational? I don't know. I, don't I, think, I have no idea yeah. what their plan is. There, there will be turnover. There's never... I doubt all will. 32 teams come back, come back for the invitation or, or that that's the 32 teams that get the invite will be there. I think there'll be, I, I thought there'd be close to like eight this, this season mm -hmm. before they announced the modes. Okay. Now that they have announced the modes, I think it's closer to four. I think they're probably I think like that's four teams. Fair. I, yeah. I think minimum of two, I think four is probably the high end of what to expect. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere between two and four. Yeah. But if I mean, you that's get what more, when you make more than the right? same number of teams coming back, like any one of those teams that 
that stepped out last year, if they come back, like any one of those teams are invitational quality. Yeah. Straight up. That's a big question is. And that's the scary part is when you throw them into open league, like, do you just throw them in and let the bloodbath begin? Or (laughs) like, is open league just become just as scary as invitational at that point? Like, what do you do? It's it's tough, you know? It'll be interesting. I'm excited for for League Season 6. I think yeah, it's I am be, too. It's always so really much good. fun. Especially with all co-op playoffs. Like, that's oh, the best, such a that's good the idea. That's the best change they've made. Like, that's I love huge. It. Like so I was good. saying to them, I, I was talking to some of the admins, like, I wish I thought of that. That's such a good idea. <laughs> such a really, good idea. It really is. And now that uh, the pendants don't mean anything, you guys can put your pendants in correct order and get we we will we can yeah we can put it in the correct order or we could just screw with everybody and do it in the wrong order just <laughs> yeah. just to be jerks yeah but yeah no we're, we're almost certainly we'll put it in the right order finally so sure all right going to ask you the tilt question that I ask everyone uh, how do you handle tilt whether it's uh, in the middle of a race or at the end of a race um in the middle of the race, if I get tilted, I just start assuming I've lost and it makes me play worse and I hate it. Um, it's like I, after the race, I think I deal with it better. Like I'm one of those people that I can take a loss pretty hard at the moment, but like a few hours later or the next day at the latest, like I'm over it. I just move on. Like I don't, I don't hold on to it. It's just a game. Mm-hmm. We're here to have fun. Like I, just try to keep that keep it in perspective as like part of what we like about this game is that like anybody can win mm. just because somebody beat me doesn't mean i played poorly it's just maybe it's just the way it went like maybe they made that one off play maybe they're making crazy plays because they think i'm better and they need to make a play mm. like in a way that's kind of a compliment so yeah. kind of look at it in that that side too for sure such a good approach i love it i wish i could have that same approach <laughs> but for some reason yeah. mentally it just wrecks me it, it, it's tough it's tough like i and i i get it but i, I do think it's good to just try and keep that in perspective that yeah no day, it's it, just a game and like even if you lost you get the same prize as the person who totally won, so. <laughs> except for maybe some fake internet points that's about <laughs> right it. yeah no it's such a good healthy perspective to have that you know yeah. is something that a lot of us could use is just keeping that in perspective and knowing that like you know what it is just a game and it's okay that that you lost and my personal value doesn't need to be tied towards whether I went win or lose a rando game <laughs> just, right. just let it be what it is and, and have fun with it and through that you could probably have more fun racing for sure yeah all right man thanks so much for coming on the show I had a blast and uh yeah, yeah I, I sorry did you were the last of the JKLOL. I should have maybe done Laoria last, but uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you could have got us in order. There you go. <laughs> yeah, man, thanks for doing this. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it was fun. Thanks for having me on. Big shout outs to Kazen for coming on the show. Really appreciated him uh, joining us and. I just really enjoy talking to Kazden. I love how chill he is. I love uh, how laid back he is. I love his approach. Yeah, I just find him to be an awesome dude. And uh, it was really cool to to hear his story. So huge shout outs to Kazden for coming on. So this Thursday, we'll have the Mario Draft episode. And then next Monday, uh, we have Sabotender. If there's an episode that you have to listen to, 
and you listen to no other episodes, it has to be the Sabo Tender episode. Sabo is just the best, and I had so much fun chatting with him. So excited for you to hear that. So come back next week and hear from Sabo and his amazing story. And just, just an awesome dude. I love chatting and hanging with Sabo. So don't want to miss that. That's next Monday. Make sure you join the Discord. 216pod.com has the link to that. Football is this week. So super excited about that. We've got 216 Fantasy if you want to follow along with that. And if you listen to this before games kick off on Thursday, when week one kicks off, we did open up a 216 Survival Football Pool. There's no cost. It's just for fun. Super easy. You don't have to follow along to all the different players. You pick one team to win that week. That's all you have to do. The catch is you can only pick that team once each season. So if you say pick the Chiefs for week one, you can't pick the Chiefs the rest of the season. So you got to be real strategic on how you uh, pick your teams. And if you lose, you're up. It's that simple. Super fun, though. Survivor pools are always a blast. So there's a link to it in the Sports Talk channel of the 216 Discord. So check that out there. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're available everywhere. If you could leave us a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that helps the show out a lot. I think that's going to do it. All right, come back Thursday for the Mario Draft episode and then next Monday for the Sabotender episode. Really appreciate you all listening. See you next time.